Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Sound Sleep Medical. Call them, 801-285-9731. Do something about that sleep apnea. It's a custom oral appliance. It's a game changer. Check it out, 801-285-9731. Out to the zone phone we go. He is the television voice of the Utah Jazz. He's our good friend, Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, what's happening? Hey, Jake. Hey, Gordon. Hey, Bowler, when we say you're out on the zone phone, I mean, it, 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 it's probably a special kind of phone, right? It, uh, I, you know, I have to go to this special place, and then I hit a button, and then it pops out of the wall, and then I have to put a code in, and boom, right to Austin. <laughs> kind of like Batman. Yeah, kind of like the bat phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the bat phone. You know, it's Commissioner Gordon. I know it's you and Jake. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know. uh, Bowler, we got the news about an hour ago that uh, the the vote is in. We are going to have NBA uh, starting December the 22nd. Um, I guess, what do you think? Relief, right? We're going to have our NBA basketball. Well, it's it's a great start to, to restart. I mean, we I realize there's you know two teams and maybe four that have put in a lot of time in the bubble, uh, but there's eight teams that haven't played since back on March 11th. So, you know, there has to be some middle ground, and you know we know all about monies, television revenue, broadcast rights that come into play. Uh, you know, the NBA is down when there's not, you know, a crowd in the stands. Forty percent of their take is from the gate. So not sure where this goes in the sense of fans. You hope uh, that, you know, the vaccine is around the corner. Maybe sometime during the, the regular season, you know, we'll see fans aplenty back in in the arena. And but for now, I think we just have to play this day by day. But, you know, at least the, the number is there December 22nd. And a 72-game schedule. I'm just glad that they were able to kind of really figure this out together as a group, a team, because they've done so well with this uh, from the bubble and uh, with Adam Silver's direction. But I'm glad there wasn't, you know, threats of lockout. They handled this, I thought, Jake and Gordon extremely well. Well, I, I thought I thought the owners were, were pretty, uh, what, uh, amenable here. I mean, am I just viewing that from my perspective? No. Do you agree? I think everybody had to give and take and give and take and give a little more. But I mean, and to understand that this is what we all hope is a temporary setback, and hopefully the game, uh, in the sense of financials for the ownership groups, uh, they recover. You know, the Jazz obviously with a new owner just around the corner once the board of governors approved the sale with Ryan Smith, and you know it's going to be. Uh, I mean, what a what a way to start his uh, his ownership, right? Uh, post-COVID, but we're not out of it. And I'm not sure if we get the fans in those stands, but, man, I, I'd love to feed off that energy. I know. I know you would too, Jake. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I mean, the sooner the better uh, as far as that's concerned, Bowler. Um, I, I want to ask you about you've you've covered the NBA for a long, long time. You've seen a lot of NBA labor negotiations over the years. And I – I thought Derek Fisher was a terrible uh, head of the players' union. I, I don't think he did a good job in that work stoppage uh, representing his uh, his guys, and they kind of got uh, taken to the woodshed there. I uh, Chris Paul has often rubbed me the wrong way with his attitude mm-hmm. and his complaining and all that, but i got to give him a ton of credit. He and Michelle Roberts, I think, have been – really good at at getting stuff done at the same time looking out for the best interests uh, uh, of the players. I got to give those two a ton of credit. 
Yeah, I agree with your your, your thoughts. Uh, you know, it can get pretty rough in there. You know, if you have bad feelings, bad blood towards one another. But I think, Jake and Gordon, this this particular year, as difficult as it's been, and this 2019-20 this uh, season that just finished, as you embark on really another adventure, right? I mean, you don't know what's down the road, and I'm sure there's some some writing that will allow them to revisit once uh, things hopefully get back to what they call the norm. But, uh, yeah, it takes two sides to understand the issue. And I, this wasn't really mentioned much in the media either. I thought it was done clean, kind of behind the scenes with some long meetings. But uh, I think both sides understood uh, the process and where they've been and where they want to go. Muller, from this point on, it's staccato. Boom, 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 all the stuff that has to get done between now and the 22nd of December. Oh, what is that? That's six six weeks, something like yeah, that? Yeah, actually, it's uh, from tonight. It's the, uh, I'm sure, a doubleheader, you know, extravaganza from, or a triple. I don't know what they'll do, but, uh, you know, that's the, that night set aside for TNT and then throughout the week. And then Christmas, obviously, will be the big one. How many games will be played there? And will the Jazz, you know, be a, be involved home or away with a with a Christmas Day game? I wonder, Bowler, and, and, you know, the Jazz run such a tight ship, it's sometimes tough to get to, to get a word out of them. But I wonder how aggressive they're going to be in the trade market. What do you think? Well, you know, there's always a, a lot of talk about, you know, with Ryan's uh, ownership now, Jake, that's the one you and I were talking about last week. I'm not yeah. real sure, you know, how, how much he can extend himself, uh, under, you know, with the rules and the parameters of what the NBA dictate with exchange of ownerships, the sales of a, of a franchise. So I'm not sure if he can step behind the scenes and go, you know, yes, no, yes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's kind of new territory. I don't know how that, how that, uh, you know, changing of the, pardon me, changing of the guard works. I mean, I would think he's got to have a lot of interest, and in, especially if it's going to be his team in just a few weeks. Uh, with drafting and free agency, and and also that equates right to the money that's going to be spent in that process, uh, with a couple of guys, even Donovan Clarkson and a guy named Gobert. Guys, do we know when that thing will be approved? You know, what's the hang time here, Jake? I, I read a couple articles today. I thought it was just it's there. I think it just has to go through. What would it be? The uh, the well, players the, have not voted all the way through, or or it's is that still- it's. The, it's done, I, it's done. I believe. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Woj reported it about an hour ago that the vote passed in the in the board of governors. Uh, okay. So yeah, it this thing is is done, and the vote, by the way, was unanimous. So is, is that great. what you were referring to earlier, Jake? <laughs> yes, yes, that's okay. exactly what All I was. All right, I missed I that. Referring. Sorry. So the players now they have to go through the two processes, though. I mean, board of governors, players had their shot. I, I you know what, I wasn't in town yesterday. And that was kind of, again, very quiet. But if that's the case and the Board of Governors have passed it, then off we go. Yeah, it would appear that. And maybe I'm missing a player's vote. I, I apologize, but I I think we're pretty much uh, clear to roll. What I'm excited for now is how the league, Jake and Gordon, are going to actually piece this schedule together. 72 games, uh, and you know, a lot of talk about going to a pod, going to a big city, playing the Lakers and the Clippers. Maybe do the, you know, they call it the Texas Triangle. If you go to Houston uh, or start in OKC, head down to Dallas and Houston and finish up 
with the Spurs uh, or even go over to, to New Orleans for a five-gamer. I don't know how they're going to do it, but that intrigues me the most because travel will be the biggest concern. And as, as you remember and what you've read already, players are concerned, you know, for the short period of time. Some haven't played since March, so they're on the total opposite of wanting to get back on the floor, unlike the Heat and the Lakers. But, again, I thought – they had to find middle ground. It's about money. It's about their paycheck and the and what you know their livelihoods are. So I'm glad they got it done. Well, Lord, do you have a best guess about which way the Jazz will lean in the draft? Do you think mm-hmm. they will move up? Do they think uh, they'll they'll just stay pat and, and and pick someone? And if they do that, then what do you think they're looking for in a young guy? Well, I'm no draft expert, but I do know that this draft has improved somewhat, but not not on a, uh, a high level. Jake, I think maybe the top 12, then after that, it's kind of a pick them, roll the dice. I'm not sure if the Jazz value at 23 is worth, you know, over a million and a half dollar off the, the payroll. So I'm not sure what they'll do. Uh, if there's a player that fits that need, big guards that can shoot, or defend that have, you know, length that go get, go with the body, then I think the Jazz, there's a few out there, and they're in the Pac-12. Um, and, you know, we'll see how it turns out. But I still think you've got to take care of some bench play. you got to continue to, to fill that up with a more depth and another shooter, another defender. If you can get that in a combination, you're you're really going to win a you, – you win the, the, the night. So – uh, a lot of questions, and still I go back to the things about Donovan, I think obviously is going to extend for a long period of time. What do the Jazz do with a Supermax deal waiting in the wings for Rudy? I, you know what? Again, very Jake, as you said, the Jazz have always been very tight-lipped, and uh, I haven't heard a thing personally out of them, a lot in the media, but nothing, of course, from the front office. You know, this is just my two cents, guys. And, Gordon, we've we've talked a lot about this, it seems like, for the past couple of years. But I think they need to get bigger. We've got to find yeah. a way to get get bigger. They're such a, you know, with Donovan and Mike Conley at the guard line, they're, they're so small there already. And Royce O'Neal, you know, we know he's he's short to be playing the four. Bogdanovich maybe not physical or big enough to really play the four all the time. You know, whatever the four is anymore, I I just think size might need to be a priority. Bowler, one thing that Jake and I have talked about, and you've probably heard the man say it himself, how Jerry Sloan used to talk about that that two-guard, the importance of him being able to rebound. Right. That I mean, Donovan does pretty well for being as as relatively diminutive as he is, but uh, that's interesting to me. And, And, Jake, as you frame the discussion there, the Jazz need that. They do, and I think you go back to the rebounding. I believe I don't have it in front of me. He was a good for four plus rebounds a game, which is you know incredible. But you know you just brought up Gordon the next subject of what really the Jazz direction, ownership, new ownership want to go. Do you move the Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, two guard style of play to the point uh, and let him run the show? Uh, that's going to be a huge decision. And does Mike? You know, through some of the, the talk, the rumors, would he take an extended contract for the same amount of money if he opts out? Would he accept a role as a, as a guard off the bench or they could play small if they want to? Or, or, or as you said, guys, go big at the two. Uh, they're one of the smallest backcourts besides McCollum and Damian Lillard in Portland. And so, yes, on given nights, you can see they can get bumped around pretty good and they get mismatched quite a bit. 
I think they need a, a, a bigger guard to go with Donovan Mitchell that will take the other team's best guard. You know, the, Locke brought this up a couple of weeks ago, the Eric Snow to go with Allen Iverson, you know. Mm-hmm. Donovan, yeah. I, I don't think Donovan's a below-average defender, but, you know, if he's going to take that scoring load, I think they need, you know, 6'4", 6'5", rangy guy at least to, to guard the Damian Lillards that you're you're bringing up there, Bowler. And for well, that I, matter, for that matter, Bowler, how would uh, Donovan do with a regular dose of guarding the other team's point guard? Well, you know, it, it, with his speed, he ought to be able to break loose. Uh, he may get some double teams on occasion, but if you put a physical body on the other point guard, you know, usually then Donovan has to, got a little free room. You know, if the two guard has to play off or I, you know, as we call it in football, you, you know, you eye the guy, you know, the linebacker is eyeing. And, and so I, it, it's going to be uh, a, a huge decision, I think, for Quinn and the direction of this franchise. Look, you guys know as well as I do, the league is bigger, but those bigs are able to shoot from outside. Are they always threes? No. Are they, you know, beyond the mid-range game? Absolutely. And they stretch the floor, which only does what? It helps the Donovan Mitchell with more floor space to get through the traffic and, and score and be successful, or either either a late guy comes by and fouls him and does what? Put him on the free throw line. So, you know, hold your breath. I mean, this is, like you said, Gordon, a staccato. Uh, you drafted on the 18th. Uh, free agency follows, and then camps open, and I have a no clue what they want to do yet if they're going to play a scrimmage or two. Uh, would you actually bring another team in and risk, you know, the issues of COVID, or do you just play inter inter squad games until opening night? I I think it'd be tough personally, but that's another question that we'll get answered here pretty quick. You know, Bowler, when you were talking about the linebacker eyeing uh, eyeing uh, various uh, opponents, yeah, it reminded me of Mike Singletary. Remember, I'll oh. be here all day. I'll be here yeah. all day. I'll be here all day. <laughs> NFL films. Some of the they were the first ever Mike athletes, Jake. I mean. I wish we did it more. I mean, I know they're afraid of particular, uh, you know, words that may pop out, but there's still, you have to hopefully, uh, what do you call it? Trust. I know that's tough in this world today, but trust the dump button. So some of that stuff doesn't come over the air. Did you see that, by the way, did you see that uh, Tim Tebow refused to call a play reportedly because it had uh, the S word in it? Yes, I read, I read the same article. Yes. <laughs> what do you think of that, Jake? <laughs> um, well, maybe uh, 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 come up with different terminology then. How about that? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Call it something else. If you can. Yeah. <laughs> and still get the message across. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bowler, thank you uh, very much. We appreciate you as always. Thanks for dropping by. Guys, uh, a pleasure. Um, you know, let's just wait and see what happens, but I'm ready. I've been more ready. Get ready, Bowler. Get ready. Six weeks. Six weeks from today? Yeah. Just put a mask on, you two, and after the show, come in the arena just cheer. I just need to hear something. (laughs) You got it, Bowler. We'll be there for you. (laughs) I'll see you. See you. Hey, Jake, get one of those canned horns. (laughs) Go for it. Bowler's here. I like it. All right. Big thanks to Bowler for jumping on with us. We're live from Sound Sleep Medical. 801-285-9731 is the number to call. Uh, Melissa jumping on with us once again and uh, love helping our listeners stay healthy. Absolutely. You know, sleep apnea, if you have it and you're just ignoring it and letting it go, it is linked to all sorts of trouble. Anxiety, depression, 
memory loss, mental confusion, even dementia. Essentially, you are uh, oxygen deprived all night long when you're asleep, if you have sleep apnea. And this is what happens if our brain doesn't have enough oxygen during the night. And this uh, custom oral appliance is is such a simple uh, solution to really a major problem. It really is. It's custom made, so it, it will fit you perfectly. It'll be comfortable. It will be slim in your mouth. But it is a simple fix, meaning it's not a medication. It's not a CPAP with hoses and cords and electricity. You just wear it in your mouth at night. It stabilizes your lower jaw keeps your airway open so one you can breathe better and two you're not snoring so that your brain and the rest of your body is getting the oxygen it needs and if uh, people out there maybe did the the internet uh, what'd you say earlier boil and bite uh, these from sound sleep medical are very sturdy and and, uh, you you mentioned it uh, don't mess with your teeth like those other ones can no this is completely different And I know that might be a temptation because it's quick and easy, but honestly, so is this. Come on in and see us. We're offering free sleep sleep consultations right now. And likely with your health insurance covering this, you're going to have next to nothing out of pocket um, because your deductible is getting met at this time of year. Or you've got a flex spending account you need to use. So. So if you've been putting it off, now is the time, 801-285-9731. Melissa mentioned the the free sleep consultation. Find out if this can work for you. Plus, if you're quick on the draw, there's a cool uh, drawing going on too, right? Call in now. We've got just a little bit more time left. But yeah, the drawing is for our Better Sleep gift basket, and that is a great offer with a minky couture blanket, purple pillow, and a $100 Amazon gift card. We want to help you sleep better and be healthier. Call now, Sound Sleep Medical, 801-285-9731, 801-285-9731. Thank you, Melissa. We Thank appreciate you. you. All right, more next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. That is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends uh, at the warehouse, Tom and the crew. Uh, join us coming up uh, tomorrow from 2 to 6 at the warehouse in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind, it's the warehouse. Time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Uh, we're going to play uh, an oldie but a goodie. Uh, how did how did how were we reminded about this today, Austin? I can't remember. Oh, you played the drop with. Uh, why did you play the drop? Because Gordon's "I Love L.A." reminded me of dry heaving. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, let's let's first let's first relive this is the the time that DJ and PK were duped by a fan of the movie Goonies. All right, so we've got uh, we got people throwing up their stories here on the line, and that probably wasn't the best way to phrase it, but I phrased it like that because of the story Justin shared. You ready for this one, PK? 
Good. Question of the day in honor of the NBA players who broke the bubble rules and had to quarantine a second time. What's the biggest bonehead thing you've done? Justin says the worst thing I've ever done. I mixed a pot of fake puke at home. And I went to the movie theater, hid it in my jacket, climbed up to the balcony, and then I made a noise. And then I dumped it over the side all over the people in the audience. And then, and this was horrible, all the people started getting sick and throwing up on each other. I have never felt so bad in my entire life. What? You caused a chain reaction? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, that's a bonehead move. Oh, great practical joke here. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Practical jokes. You gotta be careful. That's disgusting. Honestly. Yes. yes. We have been had, gentlemen. By the way, Twitter uh, just informed us that the puking incident we talked about a little bit earlier apparently is a scene-by-scene recreation of the great movie The Goonies. So we got had. Oh, that's from The Goonies. We got had. Oh, nice. Okay. So apologies. The Goonies. Yeah, I didn't what? believe that. That I, I didn't. I'm glad that. Didn't I never happen. believed that in the first place. It got 16, I, I 16 laughs and thumbs up on uh, Facebook. It was no. a great story. So whoever posted the Goonies script, Justin, that, uh, thanks for entertaining. That seemed outrageous. That I you would make that how up do you and have go to all that barf and go to all that work. What is fake barf? I never believed it in the first place. Oh, PK, listen to him. Listen to PK. I never believed that. You and Hatch got duped, but not me. Not me. I never bought that for a second. Uh, and then uh, that, that of course, inspired one of uh, Austin's uh, finer creations where uh, we overlapped that story with the movie. The worst thing I've ever, I ever done. done. I mixed and a pot of fake puke at home. At home. And, and I went to the movie theater, theater. Hit, the hit it puke in my jacket, jacket climbed up, up the balcony, and then I made a noise. And then I dumped it over the side, all over the people in the audience. And then, and this was horrible. And this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up on each other. I've never felt so bad in my entire life. That's just amazing. It's just, I love it how DJ really got into that too. I know. Woof. Tell you, you got sick just thinking about it. How, how do you spell? <laughs> oh man, you got to watch out for our listeners. They're clever. Got to be careful. They are. And that, Austin brings up a great point. How how did, how was that spelled so that DJ would create it so close to the original? There's got to be an AP <laughs> style approved spelling, right? And then the 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 the, the, the slang spelling. <laughs> so amazing oh it's so funny we know you love it gordon it's all right you know you love the lakers the dodgers i know you don't like the clippers because you're a true lakers fan now let me ask you guys this which was the better dupe that or the time that Locke was duped with the fresh prince from bel-air theme song uh, good, good question. It might have to. I don't know. Oh, it's the, the Fresh Prince is is pretty amazing, but the 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 Goonies one was word for word. <laughs> but I feel like the Goonies one is less known. Okay, so it was a little more forgivable. 
Well, just because one was the theme song to a very popular television show, one was a random scene in a very popular movie. A fight. A playground fight. <laughs> I don't know, Austin. What do you think? Which one was... was... Uh, I, I think that... Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Goonies one because... That was three people being duped at once, despite what PK wants you to believe. <laughs> I never Locke believed that. Locke was all that. alone doing a podcast. True. I'll give him a pass a little bit more. True. Three people at once that just went, oh, yeah, story of a guy oh. throwing up in the theater. Gordon? <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess I'll agree with Austin. Yeah, yeah. Just because Heart the attack. involved. Oh, it sounded painful for you. To that did sound me. painful. You gotta, <laughs> I guess I'll agree with Austin. Uh, if it's that or death. <laughs> no, but I do find it comical that PK was. He was. He was going to make it clear that he had not been duped. I didn't believe that. I didn't believe it. You suckers got caught. <laughs> I didn't me. believe it. I, oh, although, man. although I probably would have fallen right in line with what where he was on that because it sounds incredible, right? Uh, but I would not have known the uh, the reference from the film. Johnny googled uh, Goonies co- quotes and it's H U A apparently is how at least this website spelled it. The, Hua? Yeah, the vomiting <laughs> sound. Uh, that's a boring spelling. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> There's yeah, a G he, in there somewhere. He's putting a whole lot of... And I need there. a W. I don't think I can keep hearing that. That's going to make what, me this? sick. What, <laughs> That's <laughs> getting way, to you, uh, Gordon. Yeah, he's way too... You going to have uh, clam chowder for dinner tonight? <laughs> oh, please, stop. <laughs> Oh, man, that's great. That's too funny. I'm glad we relived that moment. Put some was... warm room temperature hot dogs in it. Oh, oh, <laughs> All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up. Stay tuned. Live from my hearing, or not, excuse me, Sound Sleep Medical, 801-285-9731, 801-285-9731. Uh, take care of that sleep apnea with a custom-made oral appliance. Trust me, it'll change your life. Feel better. Get good sleep. Don't uh, uh, um, have that late in the day tired feeling. You can uh, you can change it up. 801-285-9731. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This was my request on a Total Request Tuesday. Love this song. Hey, I'm Jake Scott. Hey, me too. <laughs> Have you two you, met? What do they uh, uh, What do they call that, uh, Gordon? Uh, an anagram, Mister Mojo Rising. That's an anagram for Jim Morrison. Oh, is it? I did not know that. You know that where he says Mister Mojo Rising in that song over and over again. Mm-hmm. How about that? A little fun fact for you. There, uh, there. You are a student. Oh, well, student of uh, Jim Morrison. 
Uh, I've read a couple of books on the Doors. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating story. You know, he went to, um, oh, he went to film school at UCLA with Francis Ford Coppola. Wow. And, uh, you know, uh, his, um, wh- uh, what's his, uh, his Vietnam War movie going now? I'm, I, uh, Apocalypse Now. You know how they, he uses the end uh, at the beginning, the song, the end at the beginning and at the end of the movie or during the climax of the movie. That was very much on purpose because Jim had just passed when he made that movie. Do you know who Francis Ford Coppola's sister is? Uh, yeah, she was the, uh, um, she was in Rocky. She was Adrian. That's Sally Shire. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and now he bought, he, he's in the wine game. I can't remember which famous vineyard he bought, but he t- he turned around a famous vineyard. Uh, but uh, anyway, and his daughter kind of is a cool, uh, director. What? Isn't that kind of a cool thing to do? Uh, I'm going to buy myself a vineyard. But isn't it? And I just a quick Google search. It's called the Francis Ford Coppola Winery. I know. Oh. I can't remember where he bought a, a <laughs> like a legacy winery that was oh, and changed the name okay. and and changed the name and and saved it. I but thought yeah, that was yeah. one of those moments like Gordon. What's the name of that winery that Francis Ford Coppola owns? <laughs> it, it was who's, a little bit uh, of that. Who's buried in Grant's tomb? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was uh, yeah. a little bit of that. But uh, I mean, but that, that's not what, isn't that? It just seems like that's uh, kind of a. Such a pretentious a cool move, move to, to have yourself no, a, it's, it's a winery, not. a vineyard. Wow. Yes, I, I own a winery and a vineyard. Yes. So, so okay. So, <laughs> is is this buying into stereotypes, or, or did it, did I uh, uh, really was I onto something, Gordon? I, I went to Napa Valley what two yes, years you ago did. for for yeah. my um, my anniversary a couple years ago, and we uh-huh. did one of those wine tours where we went to, uh, around to a, a bunch of different wineries, and the last one that we stopped at um, was we went in. He had a wine cave. The owner did. And uh, we went into the wine cave where they, they store all the wines, and it's was, it was really, really cool. But the owner was obviously of Italian heritage and very proud of it. Um, had uh, a bunch of, you know, Roman-like marble statues all over the place in this wine cave. And it, it was kind of funny uh, because there would be famous, you know, recreations of Roman statues that you'd uh, – or these busts that you'd expect, you know, or all uh-huh. these uh, famous people. But then this guy would also just do busts of, like, his buddies. Like, like this was his <laughs> – uh, this was a bartender that he, he was his friend. It's just, like, Romanesque uh, kind of uh, uh, sculpture. But – so I'm asking the guy who's giving us the tour – I, I I go oh wow where did this uh, where did the owner of this winery make uh, make his money and the guy goes uh, Vegas in the sixties mm. and he's into uh, his Italian heritage made his money in Vegas in the sixties hmm hmm, hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> that's where my mind went probably unfair again stereotyping but that's where my mind went. Well, I mean, that leaves uh, quite a bit to the imagination. It does. It? It he, does. He didn't own a, a, a dry cleaner, huh, in the 60s in Vegas? I, I don't know. That's all I got from the the, 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 the guy giving the tour. It's okay, made a so, lot of money uh, in Vegas in the 60s. Forgive my literalism here, but uh, is, is, a, is a wine cave a cave? It is, yes. It's, I mean, it's a real cave? An it's not like the cave. beer cave at Maverick. It's no, a... no, it's not like the beer cave at Maverick. <laughs> or no, the man they're... cave in your basement. No. No, so actual so, cave. So it's actually like a, uh, a formation 
in 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 rock. Right. I mean, the, there's probably uh, you know a little help along the way with a little thing we call dynamite. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow, look at this cave. It's perfect. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, it's really interesting. It's to to age the wine at the perfect temperature. Ah. Okay. But uh, they're all over uh, up there. We went into a couple of wine caves. Pretty cool. That, uh, you know what? I really enjoyed that trip to Napa a lot more than uh, than I thought. If, if Why the, so? What were you expecting? Oh, I don't know. It, I'm not. I like wine, but I'm not like a, a really wine person. Like people really get into it, you know, and that's not necessarily me. But the, for one thing, the like the part of this country is just gorgeous. I mean, it's it's absolutely beautiful but there's a lot of really fascinating science that goes into making it that i was oh, unaware science. of yeah and, uh, uh, austin um, i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh here, i was just gonna make a joke that if, if you really th- if you really made his money like you think you did in the 60s jake you don't want to see what's in his other cave yeah correct <laughs> i i i yeah 100 uh, uh, mm. uh correct but there's a lot of really interesting reasons why the, the best wine and or grapes for wine in the world are grown there and Napa Valley. And did you know that drought is actually good for wine? I did not know that. Yeah, see, there you go. Uh, if you if there's too much water, it uh, waters down the, the grapes and you don't get as good a flavor. Hmm. Why would anybody possibly care about this? See, I didn't think I would care about it either, but I found it really interesting. I did. I found it, I found it uh, uh, very interesting. Are you a... Uh, that was really a productive are you a bit thing, of a, wasn't it? Are you... <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Are, uh, are you a bit of a snob now all of a sudden? I'm I'm not. No, I'm I'm not very much of a snob. Can I ask you a quick question, Gordon? Do you, do you and like I, do you like uh, inhale do you, do you with the bouquet before you drink your wine? He's you're, you're you're supposed to, but I just pretty much slug it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man, what, what, I have what, some stories thought? I could tell you, but I'm not going what, to. What's the whole thought process behind that? You're supposed to enjoy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the smell is is part of the experience, and you can't enjoy the flavor without appreciating the. I don't know bouquet. I think that's that, the word they use. That, that's not that's not for you. Oh, I just I it was I like I said I enjoyed it. It was good. I learned a lot. But you just slug it right down. Uh, Gordon, can I ask you a sports-related question real quick, and then we're going to talk to to Melissa. So you you've actually written about obnoxious sports parents in the past. Yes, I have. Uh, and uh, you, you know we can you know they can be a bit of a handful. Uh, yeah. There's a report out there from Bleacher Report that multiple NBA offices are thinking about trading up to draft Lamelo Ball at oh, number boy. one. Here we go. Yeah. Would you ever, if you were an NBA executive, would you ever consider passing on a player you thought was going to be really good because of their obnoxious parent? Uh, not if the kid isn't obnoxious. Because screw the parent. By that he, time, he he's got no no control over. Oh, Lavar Ball was a pain in Magic's backside, man. They had to like bribe him to shut up, and I he still ig- didn't. I just ignore him. I uh, just ignore him. You know, it, it, but but if the kid, if the if the if the nut doesn't fall far from the tree, then then I might have a a second thought or two. What if the tree is also a nut? Sorry. <laughs> All right. I, I was just wondering, at that level, would you let a parent discourage you from making a, a decision? I don't. Not if the kid is, is really. Is, is, is the kid really all that good? I don't know. He played pretty well in Australia. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I that might bother me more at lower levels, but at the NBA level, I, I don't know. Maybe you have a good point. Maybe it might make it even worse. But you would, that's not the way I would initially think. All right. Well, the draft is next week, Gordon. The draft is next Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, Crazy. Here we go. Yep. Here we no go. doubt. Yep. All right. We're at Soundsleep Medical. Eight zero one two eight five nine seven three one is the number to call. Melissa joins us once again, and uh, we're helping to keep our listeners healthy and get a good night's sleep so they function better in their lives. They really do. You know, we have patients that come in that have tried this oral appliance, and they have forgotten what it felt like to wake up and actually feel rested and ready for your day. And the very first night they use this, they can't, they can't even explain the difference that it makes to them. Uh, what would it be like, you know, for you listeners out there who are dragging through your day, what would it be like to wake up and actually feel rested and good and have energy? A lot of people have forgotten. And you absolutely, just to back you up on this, you absolutely notice day one. You can tell a, a real difference. And, and one thing I've noticed is I don't toss and turn nearly as much as I used to. I used to toss and turn half the night. Absolutely. If you have untreated sleep apnea, it will wake you up frequently through the night. You'll end up, frankly, using the bathroom more often through the night if you have sleep apnea because you're waking up. Um, it wrecks havoc on your body. Our body needs our body needs rest. It needs oxygen and Having sleep apnea or snoring heavily, which frankly is one and the same, um, it it causes all of these problems and can be fixed just like that with this oral appliance. So easy. And compared to some of the other treatments that have been out there for a long, long time, this is it's much more convenient to fit it into your life. It's It's just a simple little mouthpiece. It is just a custom made mouthpiece just for you. Perfect size, perfect fit. <laughs> I say simple. Uh, I, I mean just a, a simple solution. If you compare uh, what you guys do with these mouthpieces compared to the, the bite and boils, they're, they're sturdy. It's a great apparatus. Yeah. It's covered by medical insurance, and there's a reason. It's studied. It's proven. Come in and see us. Give it a try. We've got a free sleep consultation that we're giving away tonight. No obligation. And like we've said earlier, um, your medical insurance is going to pay for this. Your HSA, your flex spending is going to pay for this. Now is a great time, 801-285-9731. On top of that, you're entered to win a, a pretty cool uh, gift basket. It's a great offer tonight. You'll be entered into a drawing for our Better Sleep gift basket. Includes a Minky Couture blanket, purple pillow, and a $100 Amazon gift card. Now is the time. Find out what they can do for you. Sound Sleep Medical, that number again, 801-285-9731, 801-285-9731. Melissa, we can't thank you enough. You guys have a good night. Back at you. Thank you very much. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to say a big thanks 
to Sound Sleep Medical. They're great. They're helping a lot of our listeners out there uh, get better sleep and deal with their sleep apnea in a in a very easy way with custom-made oral appliance. Again, uh, their number, 801-285-9731. They're great. Uh, they will take uh, terrific care of you. And, Gordon, today is a good day because – we're now more assured that uh, that the NBA has got next season figured out, and uh, we can we can proceed uh, with a little hope that uh, we're going to have a lot of NBA basketball coming up very soon. Well, when you think about it, uh, these next six weeks are going to fly by. It's going to be madness. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be wild. We're going to see uh, we're going to see a lot. Um, I, I wonder how the player movement's going to go though. With no with salary cap not going up, how many teams out there are going to actually have money? You know, for example, if Gordon Hayward really is unhappy in Boston, would he ever even consider uh, uh, not picking up his player option because the market is just not going to be good for free agents this year, right? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. A lot of it depends on what other teams are thinking, and I have no way of knowing that right. at this point. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mike Conley has a similar player option, uh, but none of us, I, I think, believe that he would not pick that up, or at least without a, a, an extension, right, with the Jazz. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's some players who are really in an awkward position that, that I kind of feel for because uh, this isn't probably the free agency some were expecting. On the other hand, it's not much different than last year, is it? Or explain why it would be. Well, the cap was expected to go up by. I'd have to look at the projections, but I think it was something like ten million bucks. So it's I mean, that's the same a, as it was last year. What's that? It's the same as it was last year. No, I know, but in projections, Gordon, the right, two thousand twenty twenty one salary cap was supposed to be like ten million dollars higher. That's a whole player. That's a whole really good player. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it works out, but uh, I, I still think that the owners were pretty pretty generous with uh, with keeping it where it was uh, under these circumstances Jake yeah no I, I think it's a I think it's a win I think the yeah. players or I think the owners are, are doing a good job being uh, flexible because they're at least in the immediate terms they're the ones who are going to kind of bear the brunt of yes. the financial instability and uh, you know it maybe that's the easiest way to do it. And we'll, I'll be interested to see, you know, how negotiations and things go on the next CBA. But if we wanted a, a seamless transition into next year, that's kind of what had to happen. You know, when you talk about what the projection was, it's kind of like somebody who is, uh, is getting a certain amount of money from a, a job and they, they just sort of assume that that's the way it's going to be moving forward. And sometimes, whoa, 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 wait a second. You know, you, sometimes you can't count on that being what you thought it was going to be, and then you have to be rather nimble. All right, Gordo, uh, you enjoy your evening, sir. I will uh, have, talk with you tomorrow. Have a great, uh, what you say, fried chicken tonight? Is uh, that what you're getting? Fried chicken tonight, and I'm going to get some potato salad. That just sounds so good. <laughs> hey, stop that, Austin, stop that. <laughs> Uh, All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.